Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Dermot and Dave's Camper Van of Christmas Joy. With Tesco. Standing up for joy this Christmas. Good morning, everybody. Coming to you live from Kilkenny today, outside Kilkenny Castle. Uh, Dermot's had to nip off and take care of a family situation. So just Dave with you this morning. But i got to tell you about yesterday. We got in, uh, a note from Liz Hanley. She got in touch with us when we asked you guys to get in touch about the camper van. And uh, she got in touch with us. And we knew straight away that this was a school, Monaline National School in Limerick, that needed some Christmas joy. So the camper van of Christmas joy headed straight to Monaline yesterday uh, from Galway to pick up Liz, who told us about her very personal reasons for getting in touch. And we brought her to the incredible Monaline National School, where acting principal Carmel Stokes, her teachers and the students had put together an incredible event for us. We decorated their hall full of Christmas joy and had all of the crack. Have a listen to this. Hi. Hello, Dave. I was going to say welcome to Limerick, but you should welcome yeah. me to Limerick. Yes, welcome to Limerick, Dave. Anyone? <laughs> yeah, we're having an absolute. What a welcome! I mean, like I usually know. when we pull up into a town, yes. or we pull up into you know the, the center of somewhere, we get this kind of welcome. Yes, this is just outside your house. Just outside the house. Yeah. Like there's hundreds <laughs> of people here. I still can't believe it. I'm not going to lie. You're so popular, and when everyone actually one one person did say to me, she's just finished her poster. She was joking about it, but she's just a massive fan of. Oh, our neighbour Helen down the road so she couldn't wait to meet oh, me. Yeah. brilliant. So let's talk yes. about the kids. So you twins, first of all. I have twins, Nine Nile and Dee. So they're 10. They're going to be 11 in March. And they go to the local school mm-hmm. where I'm a primary school teacher there. But unfortunately, my care is leave at the moment because um, our little girl, Emily, who's going to be four soon, but she just uh, started having seizures when she was two and it just has escalation from there. So she has okay. what's what's the condition called? called Lennox Gasto Syndrome. Okay. So we only got that full diagnosis a couple of weeks ago, but right. um, it's been a long two years. So seizures is epilepsy, that kind of yes. stuff? Yes. And a long two years is one way to put it, in fairness to this. But does having the diagnosis make it any easier to know exactly what it is? That, or does it give you a, a clear path on what you can do? Oh, absolutely. Right. It does. You know, it does. It's even it's even closure. Because, yes. you know, for a long time, we didn't know what way she was going to go. Mm. You know, we thought she might get better. It's a lifelong condition, unfortunately. Working in the school I'm working in has just been uh, just fantastic as well because they... They, they have been so supportive and particularly, and I think I, I know I uh, mentioned this and this is why I wanted them to come to the school, to come to the school yeah. is that our principal unfortunately passed away during the year, Tony Cahill, and he was particularly good to me. Really? He was just a wonderful um, manager to have himself and our assistant principal, Carmel Stokes, who you meet today, uh, tonight, she both, they were like the dream team of managers. Well, let's see, we're here at school now, <laughs> yes, Monique, and I see bodies and bodies yes, and bodies, yes, this yes. is going to be fun. All right, let's go see what's Thank going on. Not at all. Thank so you. Much. <laughs>
gents, can you all hear me? Just to think, there's only four children in here, and that's the amount of noise they can make. Uh, listen, thank you so much for coming out on a cold, bitter evening uh, to have a little bit of Christmas joy injected into our lives. You saw the camper van outside? We've been driving around the whole country, but I'll be honest with you, Mona Lean was the number one destination. We knew this was the place to come. The welcome we got up at Liz's house was unreal. The welcome we got here at the school is absolutely amazing. And we are here to bring some joy to you guys. We know you've had a tough time and we know it's time to bring some joy to you. So let's do it. And I believe you're going to bring us some joy because we're going to hear some songs. Is that right? Okay, well, if you guys are ready to sing and perform, we'll get out of your way and listen to some singing and then we'll do all the prizes and all the good stuff after that as well, okay? That sound good? Okay. She was in the camper van. <laughs> How jealous were you? Um, a bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> Mum got to meet, like, got, like, she was on the camera and in, in the camera in her face, and <laughs> she, she was in the camper van. Now, a, a lot of kids are shy. You and your brother are not shy, are you? No, I don't think so. It's the best way to be. Yes. Now, what are you getting off Santa for Christmas? From Santa, I'm getting a camera, and I'm also getting some teddies. But if he, because they're off Amazon, if he can't get the teddies, I'm getting Pokemon, and I'm also getting a doll. Hi, my name is Niall. I'm ten years old, and my mommy is Liz, and, and she nominated the school for for Jeremy and Dave to come over. She did. Are you proud of your mommy? Yes. Yeah? Very much. Like. Ah, well, how jealous were you when she got to hop into the camper van? Very jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'll be talking about that all the time now. Uh, are you looking forward to Christmas? Yes. What is Santa bringing? Um, Lego, Lego, more Lego, that's it. Hi, my name is Carmen Stokes and I'm the acting principal of Mona Lean School here in Limerick City. 
This must be one of the best schools in Ireland. The buzz around here tonight is just brilliant. Uh, what does Monaline School mean to you? Well, I suppose it's like a second home at this stage. I've been here over 15 years, but I suppose the school has been here for years and years. It's a brilliant community, amazing group of people, parents, kids, staff here are fantastic. So, And it hasn't been an easy time of late. No, no. We had a very tough year last year when we lost our esteemed principal, Tony Cahill. So Tony was here for 43 years and he absolutely embodied everything that's good about Monlean School and we really miss him dearly. So. And you're all very proud of all these kids. They are oozing with talent. Uh, Dave, Sean, all of the Dermot and Dave team here are all uh, dancing and singing around. And it's not too often you'll get Dave Moore to dance. So that'll just tell you the talent that is up on that stage. Absolutely. Look, they're brilliant here. I mean, they can sing, they can dance, they can play sport. But, you know, aside from all that, they're just great kids, lovely manners, really respectful. They work hard, they play hard. They're just super. Okay, lads, come here. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for getting in touch with Today FM. Thanks for listening to Today FM. You're all going to listen to Today FM now, aren't you? We'll get one thing before I go with these lads sing us out. I'm going to shout happy. I want you guys to shout Christmas. Is that cool? Okay. Here we go. Happy! Oh, so much fun. Monoline National School in Limerick yesterday. Thank you to Liz for getting in touch. And Carmel, the principal, the staff, the students, the parents of Monoline National School for making it such a special evening. Uh, and Liz would like to thank Daniela as well, who's Emily's support worker, who she loves. Amazing. We may have been travelling all around the country, but there's nothing like coming to Kilkenny for a bit of crack. And we are here right in the centre of Kilkenny right now, the heart of Yule Fest, which we'll find out about in a second. Uh, we're right beside Kilkenny Castle. And to tell us about Christmas in Kilkenny, we're joined by Councillor David Fitzgerald, who is the Mayor of Kilkenny. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Dave, and what? you're so welcome to Kilkenny. You're so good for having us. And I have to say, there's a buzz around the city, which you don't usually expect to see this early in the morning. We were pulling up this morning around 7, although somebody did send a text in and said, Jason, Dave, if that was you driving the camper van at Christmas Joy this morning at 7 o'clock, you might let Dermot drive next time. <laughs> but it's, it's awkward to park in places. But anyway, we got in. But even here, uh, outside the, the castle, where the Christmas markets are set up, even at 7 o'clock this morning, the fish lads were in, the bog oak lads were in, the butchers were in. There's so much happening. Yeah, well, you see, all year round we have a we have a farmer's market, as we mm. call it, right here in the heart of the city. And so every Thursday morning, winter or summer, you'll find people selling artisan goods, uh, fresh food, fresh products, meat, fish, uh, lots of really interesting um, uh, locally produced uh, goods uh, here in the heart of Kilkenny. It's mm. one of the most successful farmers' markets in the country. Brilliant. So then, when we get to Christmas and Yule Fest, we just go mega max out on, on so many different uh, extra Christmas events yeah. and extra Christmas uh, stands and stalls. And one of the things I love about Yule Fest in Kilkenny is that it's it runs for the month. So it's not just like, okay, you know, it's the 8th of December today. It's not just it runs from now. This was, what, 25th of November you kicked this off? Yeah, we had Santa arrived here. Uh, he actually arrived by boat this year. Yeah, he didn't come He didn't come in a sleigh. He came down the River Nore oh, on, a, on, a, on a, a speedboat and he arrived here in the heart of the city. And then he, when he got out, uh, we put him on a special 
platform and he was cycled around the city. So eight of us, including myself as well, wow. we got in and we cycled Santa on a special platform and he came here and he turned on our, turned on our lights. And, and you got your cardio in. And I got my cardio in <laughs> and uh, all was good. And we didn't need the defibrillator, which That's was even better. Great news. Okay, well tell us about some of the things that are happening in Yulefest because the idea, I suppose, behind Yulefest is that there's something for everyone, which I think is a brilliant way of looking at uh, this kind of an event and so many things that can go on. So what have you got for us? So Yulefest is... is is really the people's festival. It's, it's you know if Santa wanted to get a couple of days off before Christmas, he'd come to you. This, yeah. this is where you come. <laughs> we have everything from DJ beats right here in the heart of the city. We're going to have a DJ set. We're having music here on the bandstand on the parade. We have uh, we have a reindeer festival. Oh, nice. uh, Down in down in Woodstock, we have we have outdoor uh, cinema. So if you want to know what the, it feels like to be in the North Pole, come to our outdoor <laughs> cinema. Um, we have. We have various shopping events. We have a photographic exhibition launch. With oh, that's special, for hurling special, and Camogie, special isn't it? photograph uh, exhibition launch today uh, for hurling and camogie, which is uh, again a, a big fundraiser. This Sunday we've got the Santa Run in the the Castle Park. We've got events um, right across the right across the county, um, and uh, it's just it's just all go right till we get to the twenty third of uh, December when we have a fantastic fireworks display oh, which will just set us all up perfectly for, for Christmas for and Christmas, Christmas Day. Itself. There's a beep from the lads driving past us here. Um, yeah, there's so much going on. I can see the list in front of me. There's um, entertainment every Saturday. There's walking tours, Amber Stars for Yule Fest, Urban Ecology, Scavenger Hunt, Fossil Fun and loads more. And look, Kilkenny has a reputation of obviously being one of those, you know, those festival towns, those destination cities that you go and you absolutely know you're going to have fun. But to amp it up like you are doing for Yule Fest... That's amazing. Yeah, well, uh, we have to put huge credit to Marion Flannery and her team here in Kilkenny who have really, you know, gone the extra distance. This is our first Yule Fest back after COVID. So we really wanted to hit the ground running. We, re- we really wanted to, to make a splash. And I think we have done this here. Um, and it's a county-wide festival. So you'll find in each town and village like Castlecomer or in Innisteague or in Great Namana or all the other parts of Kilkenny, you'll find Christmas events that are supported by Yule Fest. But here in the city, I suppose this is our this is our, our opportunity to really tell the message about Kilkenny yeah. and because of that we have uh, as I say we have a really fantastic lineup of bands music entertainment plus shopping plus food plus gifts plus fireworks the buzz the market it's, it's, it's all, all there all here so well the good news is we and thanks to your generosity we have a lovely prize to give away discover everything Yulefest has to offer with a two night stay at the four star Kilkenny Hibernian Hotel dinner and a bottle of wine on one night at the Brasserie Restaurant it's located in the heart of Kilkenny's medieval city Um, and then to win that all you need to do is text Kilkenny to 087 4102 and we'll reward somebody with that gorgeous prize come down and discover everything about Yulefest and maybe even plan it around the 23rd when that big firework display is on uh, but Councillor David um, thank you so much for coming in uh, it's absolutely brilliant to be here right smack bang in the parade as you said outside Kilkenny Castle and uh, we have Kilkenny Royalty coming in TJ Reid's going to join us later on during the show I've got a special Kilkenny Dave's World which I'm sure you'll tune in for just after 11 o'clock you wouldn't miss that you wouldn't Absolutely not. But remember, if you want to find all the details of all the things happening in Yulefest, go on to just just uh, Google Yulefest, uh, go onto the website, you can book all your events, Brilliant. you'll see all the things happening, and uh, we'd love to see you here in Kilkenny to celebrate Christmas.
Christmas. Yulefestkilkenny.ie, the website, but as Councillor David Fitzgerald says, Google away, you'll find it all. Lots of texts coming in. Hi, guys, can you give a little Christmas cheer to all in Costello's Pharmacy in Callan? We're just outside Kilkenny, listening every day. Only for you, the day would be so much harder. Ah, you say all the right things. Aww. Love the show. Enjoy your time here. Becky, Aideen, Ma- Anne, Mandy, Sue, Sarah, Louise, and Hannah. And please spray a Christmas banger for us all. Well, we just did. Uh, Wham was just for you guys. And uh, we also have Christmas Cahill, of course, our most important yes. Christmas ingredient, <laughs> who has wandered outside of the camper van of Christmas Joy onto the streets of Kilkenny, and he's meeting the, the lovely people of Kilkenny. Who are you talking to, Cahill? Uh, well, I'm talking to half of Kilkenny here. Uh, this is going to be the one part of this whole tour that I'm going to miss, are getting these woos, okay? So <laughs> there have been big woos from Mullingar, uh, Galway, and Kildare Village. So we're going to need a big woo from Kilkenny. Okay, one, two, three. Oh, that is impressive. Not bad, not bad. Not bad at all. Oh, this is the best part of this job. <laughs> okay, who are you going to chat to? We also have a bit of a roll call here. So all the Murphys are here. Uh, Gemma and Monique were here earlier. Uh, Courtney and Pippa were here. Dad Paul was with Sheena and Sosie. Uh, Tess's homestyle bakery are down the road. Oh, yeah. The best part of that bakery, it's run by a cashel man, Paul Doyle and Teresa. <laughs> Connell Byrne and Colette Power are here. St. Patrick's Boys School um, the De La Salle Boys School because I think there's two St. Patrick's okay, okay. so it's very important De La Salle they've been down as well uh, Louise Moore which is Sean's old house yeah no way and, uh, yeah. I just is that who brought us the lovely pastries she brought us the lovely pastries she even bought a vegan one especially for Emer that's how you yeah. know she's top notch and uh, I met uh, Siobhan who is from Ballyhill Shamrocks GA Club she's really sound I was down with her before the All-Ireland and she actually I've gotten the best present all weeks the Shamrock story, the history of the GA and the parish of Ballyhale. <laughs> that, yeah. that man wouldn't read a book from one end of the year to the other, but if it's about hurling, you I'm guaranteed in. he'd read it. I'm in. So the crack, the crack is good here. Brilliant. Fair play to Kilkenny and fair play to Mona Lean last night. And we were down there in Mona Lean and Limerick. And as a text in, says, Dave, my son Daniel still wants you to raffle off your Nike Air Jordan 5s. He's also refusing to wash his hand after Aww. a high five from you. Ew. Thanks again for coming to our school. And can I just say, the kids that we've met are so sneaker yeah. smart. So in Portumna, like they were all screaming and hollering or whatever. But then as we were getting off the stage, loads of them were like, love your Jordans, love your Jordans. And then last night I said to the kids in Monoline in the school hall, I said, who knows? Because they're all going to be my runners as well. I said, who knows what they are? Jordans. But yeah, I said, yeah, but who knows what number they are? Straight away, it was Daniel went up five. He well, knew straight away. You did offer to raffle them off. Well, so I, I actually You said, broke your no, promise I, to the kids. No, that you just ruined Christmas. No, I didn't. I said, if anyone knows the specific model uh, of Jordan 5s, I will give them 100 euro and the Jordans, and nobody knew that they were... So you conned the kids. Yeah, basically. That's exactly <laughs> what they did. It's Dermot and Dave. It is Today FM. Dermot's had to run off and deal with a family situation. So it's Dave here with you. But I'm well staffed around me with all my friends. Sean's here. Emer's here. And of course, Christmas Cahill is here. And Christmas Cahill, you have been wandering around all week long doing very special festive things. You've covered the Christmas food. You've covered your Guelga yesterday. Yeah, thanks you were to you guys. Goliath, and you were in Rostnaroon and down there, and we'll see if Cahill makes an appearance in Rostnaroon in the new year. Yeah. But today, one of the Christmas institutions for everybody is going to a panto. Yeah, and I thought, you know, Panto has been quite uh, front and centre of our show recently. Yes, it has. Dermot's newfound love to be... <laughs> the uh, Panto dame. Yeah. He's just waiting on his chance. So I, I, I dive into the, that theory uh, during this report. So, yeah, I had great crack with uh, Alan Hughes and Carl Broderick and all oh, that. Oh, Alan Hughes, of course, you'll know from uh, Virgin Media. Yeah, Ireland AM. Carl so they, run this Panto been doing out this there. They've yeah. for years, like yeah. o- well over 20 years, and uh, they kindly let me sit in on rehearsals. Oh, and, wow. 
I was, Dave, I was getting into it. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> you were. Oh, yes, I was. So do you want to hear how I got I on? I want to hear how you got on. This is Cahal out in the panto. Let's see what happens. Okay, so it's day four of these Christmas reports. I thought I couldn't see the week out without having a panto report. Panto has been quite alive on our show recently. Dermot has taken a fancy to being a dame. Do you know how exhausting it is to be talking like this 24-7? You're gone down to the, just gone into the shop to get a bit of cling film. And you're like, how are you, love? Can you get me cling film? So I thought it was only fitting that I went off to visit Alan Hughes and Carl Broderick and all the lads rehearsing in the National Stadium in Dublin where they're getting ready to put on Snow White this Christmas. I am Alan Hughes and I played the character of Sammy Sausages in Snow White. So on your passport is Sammy Sausages on that at this stage. How many years have you been doing that character? Uh, the character about 23 years, I think. I think this is my 29th year consecutively doing panto without a break. Yeah. What? I'm a veteran, darling. You definitely <laughs> are. But what does panto mean to you? It must be a huge part of your life. If- it's a huge part of myself and Carl's life and has been. Like, I started my first panto, as I say, about 29 years ago with Twink and the Gaiety. And um, I've been doing it all those years. We've been producing it together, myself and Carl, for... 20, 20 odd years and it's yeah it is such a part of our life like I don't know what I'd do at Christmas if I wasn't doing panto it's very strange where people have all those days off on your holidays where we are doing two shows every single day yeah is that intense you, are you wrecked come Christmas I'm wrecked because I take when we start the shows I take off from Ireland AM because you yeah. can't do Ireland AM and two shows a day I'd be a, I'd be a nutcase if for some reason you've never been to a panto or you don't even know what a panto is well the lads treated me to a scene so strap yourselves in because this is what you can expect oh oh <laughs> <laughs> And scene. <laughs> I was supposed to be getting a scene there, and I don't know what's ever happening. Come on now, Alan. He's a bit tired. He's on the telly. He's on the telly this morning. I was watching their rehearsals for about two hours that evening, and I can tell you, a lot of the time, it was just laughing like that. Let's try that scene again. What's wrong with you, Buffy? Nurring. Oh, okay. When a woman says there's nurring wrong, you have to keep her, draw out the problem. Okay. What's wrong, Buffy? Nurring. Okay, okay, stop hassling me, I'll tell you. Oh, Sammy, I'm not long for this world. What's to become of me? I heard a rumor. A rumor? <laughs> yeah, a rumor. What sort of a rumor? That the evil queen has done away with Snow White for being too pretty. And I hear she's getting rid of all the young and beautiful womans and all the lot. And? I could be next. I think you'll be all right, Buffy. But I've been up all night, Sammy. Running to the bathroom, nervous bladder. Or I never have that problem. I'm regular as clockwork. I go every morning at seven. Trouble is, I don't wake up till eight. Ah, you can't beat the panto. Let's meet the man behind that script. And let's also chat to a national treasure who is starring in this panto. Please introduce yourselves, guys. Hello, my name is Catherine Lynch, and I am playing the Wicked Queen. (laughs) Oh, yes, she is. I'm Carl Broderick, and I am the writer-producer. 
draws you towards panto? Like, why, why panto? I just love panto. It's actually... Camp as knickers. Camp as knickers. <laughs> yeah, we have a little thing. We're, we're burping uh, rainbows. We're having great fun. But um, it's been a dream come true for me because I've always wanted to work with Carol and Alan and this is the year that all the stars have aligned. How is she? Oh, you know, she's okay. She'll be, <laughs> she'll be grand by the time we open. I know she's, you know, she's actually a naturally funny person. So trying to be remain in the queen and yeah. be evil. But I think she'll get... She'll definitely give the adults a few giggles along yeah. the way, definitely. Yeah. yeah, the kids will be scared and the adults will be laughing, so hopefully that's the balance I want to yeah. get. It's a beautiful mix. Oh, yeah. Panto is just in your blood. You were telling me that you hadn't even been to a panto when you were younger. Explain how it has come to this. I ne- Yes, I was never taken to a panto. Like, I'm like little Oliver Twist there, watching everyone go. <laughs> I never saw one until I was an adult. It's mad. And I think the idea of seeing it as an adult and seeing it, you know, I think I studied it for some reason and I, I kind of saw it go off on one tangent to entertain the adults and the kids kind of lost interest. And then there was enough in it for the kids and the adults were kind of losing interest and I went, that has to happen at the same time kind of like the Simpsons so that's what we've literally we've done and that's why people like Catherine comes every year even as a punter because yeah, adults are coming to this uh, panto 28 years Carl is writing this panto now I am a Tipperary man so I'm a culture okay uh, I think this one is going to be a fan favourite for the Culchies because there is one certain man involved in this. Can you tell me who that is? Oh, Marty. Marty Morrissey. I mean, he's... So cool. Isn't he's he, so bonkers. Is yeah. he a national treasure at this stage? And, um, be a cow milked and clear. Is this his first panto? I think it is. He, he'll yeah. be heading straight to Wabita in that costume. <laughs> <laughs> Marty Morrissey in a pantomime. Who would have thought it? And I can tell you that there won't be a cow milked and cow declare for at least a week. Now, one of the main characters of any panto is the dame. Please introduce yourself, Miss Dame. My name is Rob Murphy and I play the part of the panto dame, Buffy. It's my 11th year now playing Buffy, yeah. So, 11th year? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Back 11 years now, yeah. So, yeah. so is Buffy kind of a part of you? Um, it's funny because after the panto, like, you kind of become Buffy and I'm in shops and I'm going, thanks a thousand when, I, when <laughs> yeah. I get my change and stuff, I'm saying the catchphrases. So you do kind of morph in because you're doing it twice a day for so many weeks. So yeah, you do kind of become the character, yeah, I suppose. So Dermot, deep down, is is a dame. I'll reef him, come from my part, I'm going to dig him around the place. So have you heard that? Is that is that, a, is that chat between the dames that, that that's happening? We've, we've heard he's coming for our jobs, yeah. <laughs> but I think he's more of a face for the radio than the stage anyway, just the state of him. <laughs> Will you turn down the volume? I can't! I'm a panto, Dave! I only have one volume! And this is it! Will you introduce the next song, please? Uh, why? It's behind you! <laughs> well, uh, it's the camper van of Christmas Joy, so we're currently out on the road. Fabulous. So I think the best way to say goodbye to this uh, panto report yes. is... You've been listening to Today FM on the camper van of Christmas Joy with Dermot and Dave the Stadium the Hockerton the Row Off. <laughs> Absolutely uh, amazing call. I think you might have found your natural home there. I mean, I know you've taken part in musicals before, but yeah. something about you and the panto. Maybe Dermot is the dame. You could be the you could be the hero. Yeah. Oh, look, I've I've done I've graced the stage in the Cashel Pantomime Society, and as I was leaving, I felt the need to tell Carol. You know, I was in pantos before. Like, of if, course, you, if you ever if you ever want me, they, you know where I'll be. Um, so if uh, anyone wants to go along to that panto, and I, I saw the rehearsals, like it looks such crap. Yeah. 
Uh, panto.ie is where you can get tickets. Pretty easy website. That's panto.ie. Go along and see what's going on with Sammy Sausages and all the rest of the lads. And thanks to uh, Carl and Alan and to everyone for hosting our call uh, out on the Panto. So much crack. Dave's World. Dave's World. If we don't let him do it, he gets ratty. Okay, it's Dave's World Time and it's Kilkenny special because we're here outside Kilkenny Castle and I only felt it right that having done a Galway one yesterday we would do a Kilkenny one today. Um, and I should be asking Cahill this story but does Cahill know He's why? There. Are you there, Chris McCall? Yeah, I am. Okay. Hello, hello. Do you know why the Kilkenny cats are called cats? No, something to do with the jersey. No, nothing to do with the jersey. The nickname stems from feral felines, feral cats that once inhabited the Dunmore Caves in the north of the county. And that's why they're now called Kilkenny Cats. How did you not know that, Carl? Come on. I don't like the cats. <laughs> he doesn't like the cats. Uh, although Kilkenny apparently, and I don't know if this is true, and this might be an urban legend, but apparently they have played Lancashire in hurling more often than they've played Carlo. What? Yeah, because they're never, they're just never drawn together. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a good story. The last <laughs> witch ever in Ireland her name was Dame Alice Kittler, was born in Kilkenny in 1280. She was oh. widowed four times and accused of killing all of her husbands. Okay. Uh, her former home was burned down, but you can now dine at Kittler's Inn on the oh. site of the house. There you are. I don't know if I'd like to dine somewhere where a witch lived. Ah, but she might have been a white witch, although if she killed her <laughs> husband, maybe she wasn't. Uh, famous people in Kilkenny. Walt Disney has Kilkenny roots. His great-grandfather, Arundel Elias Disney, emigrated from Gowran in County Kilkenny in the 19th century. George Clooney's great-great-grandfather was baptised Nicholas Clooney in Windgap Church in Kilkenny on July 23rd, 1829. And the most famous address in the world is probably, anyone? No? No? No. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. It's the White House. Yeah. The White House designed by James Hoban, a Kilkenny yes, man. Yes, I heard that before. There's a, apparently, if you do the tour of the White House, now I've never done it, mm. but when you go inside, they have all like the drawings framed and it's all like done by an Irishman. Yeah. Yes, James Hoban. Kilkenny. Uh, the Hole in the Wall pub was bought and renovated by a consultant cardiologist who, amongst other things, is Metallica's heart doctor. What? How about that? Uh, and it's Ireland's oldest pub. And I thought that was the brazen head, but apparently a hole in the wall in Kilkenny is older than the brazen head. I'll let you guys fight that out amongst yourselves. And Kilkenny Castle, where we are here, yeah. belonged to the Butler family uh, for generations until they gave it to the people of Kilkenny in 1967 for £50. Wow. They just went, you know what? Nominal payment. You guys have it. Is that Butler, as in like the Butler family chocolates? No idea. <laughs> Anyone know? You can let us know on 087 Okay, fair. And Emer, this one especially for you. There's a dog buried uh, in the graveyard, the family graveyard of the Kilkenny Castle. Her name was Sandy. She was 17, born in 1895. She died in 1912. And she has a gravestone with her image carved onto, into it on the grounds of the castle. She was a West Highland Terrier who belonged to Arthur Butler, who was the fourth Marquess of Ormond, and his American wife, Ellen Stager. And they lived in Kilkenny Castle in Ireland. And Sandy's buried just there in the family graveyard. And I'm sure she was a very good girl. She definitely was a very good girl. Uh, to wrap up the Kilkenny special of Days World, uh, Christmas Call is outside chatting to Kilkennyites. Who have you got with you, Call? Uh, well actually in fairness I must just give a quick shout out to all the people that have braved the rain here so there's Laura and Bobby Gamble Caden and Ruby Maeve and Katrina so everyone that's here that's braved the rain thank you very much uh, but beside me I have Paul and Olive Dawson oh yeah now, hi guys uh, they were telling us that uh, your son who's not living in Ireland listens every day yeah. oh yeah he's in Lebanon's minute like uh, serving with the army and oh that. good man yeah, doing so, some yeah. peacekeeping for us yeah doing a bit of peacekeeping yeah, so he listens all he absolutely loves the radio and his fiancée, Neve now who will be listening today as well. 
She'll be doing the quiz now today, hoping to win all that money. All right, and do they? And I will as well. Oh, I hope so. And do they like Dermot and Dave now? Say the right things. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Well, I think it's only fair. We might give them a bad joke, are we? Yeah, oh, that's exactly. Wrong. He's looking for a bad joke. He's looking for a bad joke. He is. Yeah. yeah. Well, here we go. Here's my best Kilkenny bad joke. Right? Yeah. How does Henry Shefflin change a light bulb? <laughs> he just holds it up in the sky, and the world revolves around him. <laughs> hey! hey! Now, it's not often we get to welcome a man with this many titles under his belt onto the campervan of Christmas Joy. Seven All-Irelands with Kilkenny, five All-Ireland clubs with Ballyhale Shamrocks. TJ Reid, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming on and saying hello to us today. Yeah, thanks very much for inviting me. Um, come here. Cahill's sitting anxiously beside you because he wants to ask all the hurling questions. <laughs> we'll get to the hurling questions shortly, OK? Yeah. Uh, but let's start things off with the family. I saw your, your wife walking around there pushing a little pram. Is your new arrival in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, new arrival, baby Harper. Um, um, two and a half weeks, and um, yeah, she's waving. Yeah, we're waving in there now. now. Um, new experience um, for sure, um, but it's great though. Yeah, you know, um, there's nothing uh, like it. Nothing like it, you know. I suppose at half five in the morning, when you're when you're when you're tired, <laughs> and when you're looking at the baby with one eye closed and one eye open, and you're just smiling down at the baby, you know. So, yeah. and I hope that continues now. It does. Does that? It does. I I've <laughs> more than under my yeah. belt. Don't worry. I'll tell you, it does continue. Yeah. And as yeah. they get older, you just get you know, older kids' problems. It's all there's always problems, but that's what it's all about. Yeah. They're amazing. They're the best thing you'll ever do is have your kids. So fair play and the birth of Harper. And uh, you would have timed that in and around the same time, uh, just just a week before. Yeah. The, the yeah, club, well, there's no time. There is no timing, really. You know, uh, uh, I suppose with, with these things, you can you can't really time it. No. Um, but um, but look, it, it happened when it happened, and um, the baby arrived. Um, lucky enough, um, it arrived seven days before the or the lens the semi final. So I had a yeah. week to adjust. <laughs> um, but no, Neve has been very good. Um, in fairness, she's been helping out on night duties. Um, very so good. I, so I, can get, I can get my um, my, my sleep, and um, we have we have a spare room in there as well so, so. <laughs> two and a half weeks is already in the spare room I know yeah, what's going on yeah, to yeah. well look let's get to the hurling for a second then because you did win the her, the Leinster final mm. uh, you beat the dubs uh, you beat Brokes, uh, yeah. did, Brokes, yeah. fourth Leinster title in a row but uh, you're now playing the final uh, the uh, club semi-final mm. at Ballygunner who yeah. they beat you guys last year they did yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that'll be uh, a bit of a grudge match yeah look we, we well I suppose uh, Bally Hill people we don't need to say much more about it uh, <laughs> so we don't um, but look two um, club teams that are, are going quite well over the last couple of years Bally Gunnar um, did nine in a row down in Watford Unreal. which is unbelievable mm. stuff we've done five and um, and last year yeah we were going for three in a row and unfortunately they beat us um, in the last 30 seconds of the game so look um, the, obviously in sport you'll have motivation and this one we, we don't need any more motivation no. really because look it's an all Ireland semi-final it's Bally Gunner it's back in Crow Park as well so you know talking to people and looking at Twitter they're all talking about this game about being the best club game in the last couple of years so yeah. so very much looking forward to it just clash with something Cahill was pointing out to me today yeah. there's, some there's a soccer, small soccer yeah, yeah. game on what's yeah. it called again? the World Cup Final <laughs> yeah I yeah, heard that yeah. well this is a chance for people to nail their, their, their colours to the mass as they say like either you're a hurling fan or you're a football fan yeah. soccer fan you know yeah. although I was talking to Siobhan who is uh, a part of your club yeah. and uh, she's an English woman yeah. so uh if England are in the final, 
She has a tough time now. What does she do? She'll have the phone by her side and she'll be looking at the match the same time. So she'll be in Crow Park. She'll be in Crow Park. (laughs) She definitely will be in Crow Park, but I say the phone will be on as well. Does that that chat ever come into training? Like, obviously, it's a lot of the chat on Twitter and stuff is that it's going to be clashing with the World Cup final. Do you you pay any heed to that at all? Uh, No, not really, no. You you can't. Um, When when you're playing... um, it doesn't bother me who's watching the game to be honest um, if there's nobody at the game it still doesn't matter because um, we went through COVID with nobody in the stands so um, so for us as players we don't pay any heat or pay any attention to who's watching or what game is clashing to we are going out as 15 players on the panel of Ballyhale and, and the community and uh, your family members um, are going to Crow Park and for us that's all that matters you know now look I could sit here and ask you a lot of questions about Kilkenny hurling but there's no point in doing that one Carl's sitting there so what do you want to ask TJ about Kilkenny because a new manager coming in is yeah. a whole rake of stuff happening. I suppose the, the blatant question to ask is how do you feel now that Cody won't be there next year um, yeah look it's surreal I suppose it, it gave us time a couple of months probably two months now since um, the whole thing has, has blown over and um, the new managers in Derek Ling and his backroom team they're back in, um, in train at the moment so you know, at, at, the, at the time it was great news it was, it was all over the papers and all over RT and whatnot. and look he was a, he's a, 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 a very much um, the best manager of, of all time in, in, in GA um, and a legacy that it's going to be hard to be broken um, he'll be missed no doubt um, for me being there 15, 16 years you know that, that peak happened that real um, that real tone voice in the dressing room you'll miss it of course um, but for us and for the players we have to um, respect Derek Ling and we have to um, move forward um, because we can't be um, you know some teams get get drawn to what Brian Cody did in the past but now we have to respect um, Derek Ling's and we have to buy into his new um, regime and new tactics and new analysis and stuff like that you know if Dermot was here you know that Dermot would be asking about Limerick of course because he's yeah. a proud Limerick man and yeah. uh, they've brought a lot of success to Limerick over the last little while my including. wife is um, Limerick yeah, so, she's, so, so, so yeah. you're not going to forget that then no. in a hurry. but of no. course last year they would have beaten you in the final so I mean yeah. when you're setting up for the you know the next round with Derek Ling, new management. Are you are you immediately focused on Limerick, or do you just go whatever's in front of you? That's what you have to focus on. Um, yeah, look, you can't focus on any any team because you can't control that. Mm. You can't control who's going to be in the All Ireland final um, next year. You can c- control of where you want to be as a player, as a team. You have to have your own ambitions, and obviously, you know, myself, I lost the All Ireland final and straight away after the game your head is thinking I need to be back here again next year yeah. and I'm sure the majority of the players are thinking that way as well doesn't matter who's there it could be Cork it could be Watford it could be Tip but as a player you're focused on getting back here again next year and hopefully going a step further uh, one last hurling question for you TJ I'm a proud Tipperary man mm-hmm. uh, it just oozes out of me yeah. uh, I always wanted to know um, who would have been your biggest rival like who is do you think when you look back on your career, when whenever you do retire, and inter-county, who would you have said they were our biggest rivals? Um, yeah, look, I suppose since you're sitting here beside me and you're <laughs> from Tipperary, um, but I'm, yeah, I go with, with Tipperary because since or since I came in um, back on the panel on, in 2007, yeah, it was Tip and Kilkenny who were who were well, well it was Cork um, back in um, 02, 03, 04 and we stopped them for three in a row in, uh, in 06 and then we drove on and then Tip came along with a very good panel as well and great management team with Liam Sheedy and, and great players as well and um, and I believe that, that Tip would have won a couple of All-Irelands if 
you weren't there. We weren't there because yeah. there was some amazing All Ireland finals there, 2014, went to replay, um, 2011 semi finals as well. But any time Kilkenny played Tipperary, um, it was a ding dong game. I remember the quarter final in Nolan Park. Yeah. Um, it was packed to the rafters. Yeah, yeah. The atmosphere was unbelievable. And that's the respect that Tip um, gave Kilkenny, and we give that respect to Tipperary as well. You're dying out in that now for, for Eon. But I want you to hear. Best hurler ever tells you that. <laughs> um, come here, outside of hurling, you of course have a job, as most GA players do. Yeah. Uh, tell us about TJ Reef Fitness. Where is that? Yeah, it's out there, um, f- probably five, six minutes from here. Um, it's out on, on Killian Hill on the old um, Dublin Road. Mm-hmm. Um, six years in, in April, uh, it'll be opened. It's a 15,000 square feet commercial gym. Um, so a big undertaking at the time. Um, but um, we had highs and lows. Um, obviously, obviously the, no, yeah, yeah. No, that, that wasn't... Um, well, it helped in one way because... Um, it, once the gym closed, we, we focused on the online business okay. then. Yeah. So in hindsight, it worked out well because, you know, with an online business, you have to take time and you have to create a new uh, a new regime. And so we focused on that. And now we, we have cu- currently the commercial gym going and we have the online business going as well. Brilliant. So in hindsight, it worked out well. But at the time, it, it wasn't so nice because when you when you have something yourself and you built it from zero up to over a thousand members you yeah. know you take pride in it and and and, and it means something to you and then when, when we had to close the doors um back back two years ago locking the keys and turn the lights off it was um it was it was a kind of a a place where we didn't have any hope i know we have hope because yeah. life is back on track um everyone is out enjoying themselves christmas is here everyone is outside with the kids and they're spending money again which is fantastic and um our business is going quite is going very well that's good to hear i mean as you said like that word that people use kind of flippantly but you pivoted i mean you had to change what you did you created a new business model and now you have two as opposed to the one so yeah it's got to be a good way of doing it yeah it's fantastic and i think um i think people now are more uh, adherent to their well-being and health. Yeah, I think they're more conscious of it because um, the maybe not in the camper van of Christmas joy of just eating our body weight <laughs> every single day and fish and chips and pastries, but other people probably yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, not so bad. I see water and coffee here, so I don't see any chocolate. <laughs> that was just when you came, yeah, yeah, we, we cleared it all out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, into the rubbish bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair play. But no, I think people are more uh, more uh, adherent to their well-being now, and um, because the the, or the gym is 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 is, is flying, footfall is is through the roof. And the online business, then we, we coach people online as well. We've, we've served over 100 people so far this year, and um, we're, we're looking forward to 2023. Brilliant. Well, look, we're really grateful that you came down and a chat to us. A uh, big hi to Harper and Eve. And uh, Cahill there is clutching a book that he was handed today, which is his this, favorite thing. This was gifted yeah. to me today by Siobhan. Oh, I love the Shamrock yeah. story. And as uh, Dave alluded to earlier on, don't read many books, do I, Dave? No, you don't. But I guarantee you that one will be leafed through now a couple <laughs> of times. But all, I think, TJ. He might be shy to ask you. But I think you should sign that for him. Yeah, you have to. You uh, have to. I will, yeah, I will. I will for sure. But, <laughs> well, um, but that's the book we brought out this year. It was a 15th anniversary, um, back dating back from 1887 to to now. Um, and you know. As, as a club player looking back on my father and my grandfather there's pictures in there that I would never have seen before so yeah. it's a lovely little book and um, so if any GA fan is out there um, it's, it's a lovely book to have right listen you'll sign that for Cahal best of luck against Bally Gunner thanks very much hope it all goes well for you it's Dermot and Dave it's Today FM the brilliant TJ Reid join us Dermot and Dave weekdays from 9am today